0: It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? It's that time again. And today, what I'm going to talk about, I don't think this is going to be a long one, but it. It is something that comes up all the time in talking with people that are anywhere from three, four, five years, maybe even longer, away from retiring, and they're starting to envision what their retirement, or what they're wanting their retirement to look like. And in many cases, they're asking me, what have you seen your other clients do when they go through that transition from you know basically the the career or the full-time job maybe it gets dialed back to part-time maybe it's nothing there but what does that transition look like and so today I'm going to jump into what we have seen because of a, a question that I received last week so before we do that let's make sure we deal with the disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com, And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30-minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low key. Go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com. And schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay, so the question is, uh, I want to have a lot of fun and do a lot of traveling when I retire, but to do what I want to do, I'll need to have an income in retirement that's higher than my current income while I'm working. Would that be irresponsible? And The reality is, is what we see when we're doing income and distribution planning for clients, one of the things I always talk about, and many of you have heard me say this in the past, is looking to put your budget together. And one section of the budget is, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of like the bucket list years. And what we have seen is that usually that is 5 to 7 years after that full-time job is gone even if it's reduced down to say 20 or you're still doing some type of work those first 5 or 6 years 7 years are the bucket list years where yeah usually we are planning in for more more expenses you know in this case you're wanting to do travel and that's what we talk about a lot is, you know, where do we want to go? I had someone in my office, I guess it was about 10 years ago now, make the comment when we were when I was discussing it with both of them. And I thought what he said was awesome in trying to come up with a number that we were going to plan in for five or seven years for travel. And his comment to his wife was, you know, are we traveling to Europe or are we traveling to Mississippi? Now that's not a knock on Mississippi, but I think we could all agree that if we're going to Europe or we're we're planning these big trips that we've thought about forever, it's going to be a little more expensive than heading somewhere within the uh within the states. And so the biggest thing I would tell you is that you know, would that be irresponsible is to sit down and actually go through the process of creating that budget. And many times what I tell people is you want to look at the budget as it is today and while you're working, because the reality is is rarely when someone retires and we are going through this process with them, do they end up saying to me, oh, you know what? I'm okay if my income's only 50% of what I was making. That, that never happens. The reality is, is that the, the expenses are going to be there where they are now, and then you're going to plan for that lifestyle, for that bucket list years of increasing that, and then when you do a distribution plan and you can see, we're going to have it, let's say for seven years, I'm just going to make a number up, okay, $15,000, $20,000, during that time period, you're going to be able to see if early in retirement, if that is going to be a problem later. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is to look at your distribution income planning. And what are the things that we're looking at there? In addition to looking at the budget, now we have to look at there's no longer a paycheck. So where am I getting the money from? And that's where you look at Social Security planning. Are you going to be eligible for a pension? Uh, What investments, uh, investment accounts do you have or what investments? Maybe there's other type of investments. Most of the time what we encounter is real estate. So where's that going to fit in? Where are your retirement accounts? And then when are you looking to retire? You know, are we retiring in two years or five years or eight years? So then we, let's say I I met with someone earlier today, and they are uh, 12 years out from what their ideal retirement uh, age is. And so One of the things we talked about is, okay, now we can actually do some projections on we're still going to be contributing to our investment accounts. We're still going to be contributing to our uh, 401k or 403b, what have you. So then at that point in time, 12 years from now, when I'm going to say kick on social security and I'm going to start drawing down and I know that I have that that time period, five to seven years where I am going to be spending more. The distribution plan is going to show it to you. It's going to see, is this doable? The other thing I would tell you is our experience has been when people go through that phase of the bucket list years is that the income need ends up decreasing after those years. They've already done everything that they want to do. And usually as we get older, we are not going to be as active which means it doesn't require as much distribution of our assets to meet that need but this is a very 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 common situation that I always discuss with people because of what we have seen those those first year and interestingly enough it doesn't matter what age someone retires at early or late it doesn't matter usually they've been able to get all of what they wanted to get done in that five to seven year window. But the biggest thing I would tell you in looking at that is you're not going to be able to answer the question, is it irresponsible, unless you go through the process. And of course, you're going to need to be making some assumptions. And you know, obviously, right now, the big buzzword is we're talking about inflation. You want to be factoring that in, especially with the person I met with today that is 12 years out. We're going to be planning for for that. The other thing I would tell you, is are you, are you looking to relocate? The um, person I met with today, they are. They are looking to relocate at that 12-year mark, maybe even buying something where they want to be in the next five years. So then we, guess what? We have to plan for Is that an additional expense? We're planning for that. But I will tell you that that is, that is part of the transition that we always see. It's not irresponsible, in my opinion, If you go through the process to see if it's doable, and that's where understanding your income sources, your investments, retirement accounts, when you're going to be triggering that stuff, are you going to be working part-time? If so, how long? You know, all of that comes into play to help you see if it is doable or not, and then you can answer that question. But that is definitely something we get all the time, and I would encourage you to go through that. To, um, to answer the question for yourself. Now, the other thing I want to bring up in speaking with the person today that is looking to retire in 12 years, and this is so important. There's so many times I'm talking to people and they do not have an understanding on how important this is, and that is, in this case, they're wanting to retire in 12 years, which is before Medicare eligibility which means under the current system, they are going to have to find their own health care in the marketplace. Neither one of them have any type of retiree health benefits. And when I was explaining this to them today, you have 12 years to be planning for that. And the most important thing you're wanting to do is know where you're putting your money and how it is going to affect the premiums that you pay when you're essentially buying insurance from the marketplace. It is critical to look to, um, if you have the opportunity, in this case they do, 12 years, to plan for that. Are we going to have two or three or four years where we're going to have to go pick up health insurance on our own and if you understand how Obamacare, also known or uh, the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, and how much your premium payments are, they are based on where you are taking your money from and the type of tax account it is. Is it all pre-tax, like a traditional 401k? Is it Roth IRA distributions, or is it an after-tax investment account? that you're taking it from. All of that goes into play to be able to look at how much I'm going to be paying for Obamacare. Most of the time when I have met with people and the vast majority of their assets are in pre-tax investments like a traditional 401k, and they do not have health care or they don't have health insurance through their employer or through some type of a retiree position or package, it becomes cost prohibitive to buy it in the open market and i'm we're talking serious money over the age or serious money even right now at you know at my age but at once you go over 60 the cost dramatically goes up and if you are not planning for that many times we've seen it where You know, the the people just either they can't, they can't fit it into their distribution plan or they're just unwilling to pay for it. I can't tell you how critical it is. If you are wanting to retire before Medicare eligibility, that is the biggest thing that you want to make sure that you are planning for now for when that, of course, you know, who knows what that's going to look like in, you know, in the next, in their, in their situation, 12 years from now. I think it's been around now for eight or nine years. Premiums haven't gone down. So uh, really knowing and understanding that is critical to at least be able to have health insurance that is reasonably priced is going to be key to um, really, and like I was explaining to them, it's going to be one of the key factors in you being able to retire before medicare eligibility which uh as everyone knows is the age of 65 so listen everyone that's all i've got for today i hope this has been valuable if you have a question or scenario that you would like for us to address you can simply email us at info at smartmoneyquestions.com. if you'd like to have a more personal conversation with me feel free to go to my calendar speakwithmat.com. again www.speakwithmatt.com all right everybody listen take care we'll talk soon